Yeah, just, no, it's, it's oh, okay. Don't right, worry about it. In case I mess up. Yeah, okay. we're good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. All right. So anyway, Stacey, you're Kaiser. Welcome to War Tetris. You Thank doing? you so much. How I'm so glad to be here. Feeling good. You're cutting season four. We are. Yes, we are finished shooting season four, and season three has not aired yet. Uh, and um, but so we're. We, so how does it feel to be a year ahead? Well, listen. It was great that they ordered a season four before season three even aired, before mm-hmm. they saw how it did with the critics or with the numbers, that they liked it that much, they had that much faith in it. That was amazing. But it's been hard to be holding on to it for so long and not having people be able to see it. But in the way that everything always seems to work out, it's coming out at a sort of the perfect time right now because we it's a season all about gender politics and feminism and what it is to be a woman Hell today. Hell of a year. Over a year sort for of that. the perfect time for that. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so it's pushing cool. the show might have been the greatest asset to you because what you were supposed to be here over the summer, right? I don't even. Well, I mean, they had never given us an air date and taken it away. They just had said like we're not sure yet. I, okay, I, I think the rumor was you were supposed to come back summer of last year. Okay, and they said, well, it's not comparing until February 2018, and then the time span between that announcement and now. Uh, everything everything broke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I don't want to say everything broke. That's a lie. Um, rather, the squeaky wheels got found out and chucked aside. Well, I think it's I that... I think that might be the most politically safe way to say it. Well, I think that, it, it, that women reached a tipping point. Yeah. The anger that women were feeling and the neglect uh, that women were feeling and the disrespect that women were feeling in the sort of national conversation helped fuel some very brave women Mm -hmm. who finally said enough is enough and really put their asses on the line to finally speak up and that's uh pretty incredible and then it has sort of just been a like a snowball gaining speed um since then so So, yeah you're coming out the perfect time be interesting to see if the ratings improve based on just like oh it's the show for right now really yeah i mean we'll Um, see but anyway we're talking about of course unreal so premieres, because you're going to be the season premiere of this of this new season for Word Tetris. So okay, great. We're going so up. We're going up. This is going to go up either the Monday. It's going well. It is going to go. Up. It's going to go up to the Monday before. So you're premiering February 24th, which is a Monday. Right. February 26th. 26. February 26th, 10 9? 10 p.m. 10 p.m. on Lifetime. Lifetime. So again, February 26th, 10 p.m. <laughs> Lifetime. Set the DVRs. Unreal. Um, quickly, where can people find you on Twitter? Oh, at Little Rook, L-I-T-T-L-E-R-U-K-E. That's way easier to spell. (laughs) (laughs) Find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Meryl Barr, M-E-R-R-I-L-L-B-A-R-R. You can find the show on Twitter at twitter.com slash word Tetris pod. And the first 20 minutes of this episode will be available for free uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, not Stitcher, screw Stitcher. (laughs) I don't like Stitcher. That's another conversation for today. Google Play, tune in, um, all your various podcatchers. The RSS feed is available um, on the, uh, through the Twitter or through, uh, uh, you can, you're, you, if you can't find just email, just Twitter me if you can't, really can't find it. <laughs> um, if you want the full episodes, you want the full Stacey Rukeyser experience, head over to patreon.com slash Tetris, give a dollar, sign up for the dollar an episode tier. You'll get the full episode. If you want the full episode plus a bonus episode that will be coming out tomorrow, sign up for the three dollar episode tier and you'll be getting some bonus Stacey Rukeyser content. Now, Stacey, <laughs> let's start with this question. 
Do you hate rewriting? <laughs> uh, I get excited that I have the chance to rewrite. Right. You know, Just, I get to write. I get to keep doing this, and someone's going to pay me money. <laughs> Sweet. Well, hopefully, I mean that's a whole other question of you know the cycles and cycles of rewriting that go into a round of. Hang on, I'm put you to the test because it, it it came up in another recording a little while back. Run me through the the draft colors. Run me through the stages. Oh, sure. I, I think I think I might I think I might start making this like a test. See, like who can remember them off the top of their head. Well, that's so funny. And then let well, script coordinators hear it and get mad. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> well, listen, every show is different, but for us, of course. You have your writer's draft. I mean, before you even get to production white, there are so many drafts, you know. So you have your writer's draft who turns in a draft. And and the way we do it on this show, the way I like to do it, is um, everybody reads the writer's draft. All of um, the writers do and me. And then I give notes to the writer with everyone there at the table. And... Um, Part of it is because I really do believe in a collaborative process and I do believe that other writers have good notes as well. But also it's because I believe that if the other writers hear the notes that I'm giving, their drafts will be better and they will be better able to write their uh, write their own draft. So that's the writer's draft. The writer gets a chance to rewrite it. We're still in white. We're still totally white. Yeah. So they get a revised writer's draft sometimes even two, um, and then I will do a polish of that before it goes to the studio. And if we are running late, it will go to the studio and the network at the same time. And for season four, uh, which is what we just finished shooting, we had an even more condensed writing schedule. So oftentimes it was going to the studio and the network at the same time. Um, They give notes the writer goes and implements those notes, and then I do another polish, and then we have a production white. Um, so then we go from production white to blue, pink, yellow. By the way, I'm staring at the colors on a shelf in front of me green. that's behind Stacey, so <laughs> I have the answer. Right. Uh, green goldenrod. Who the Second fuck? White. Fuck the person who came up with Goldenrod. <laughs> fuck them. Seriously. I, you know, I've always been upset. There's no purple. That's my favorite color. So why is there? You think there should be some red? Like there should be like a guy. There oh, should be red, like a fire. There is red, but red, is red is red is. This is the um, secret pages that we really don't want to get out. So we're not putting them out over normal distribution, like for a season finale or something like that. Alternate ending, something like that. That means like if you were sharing it before, you really can't share it now. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Exactly. How do you go through that and not just hate the process by the end? You got to keep it going. Like you got to keep your will up. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's part of the gig, you know, being a working writer, it just means your job is to get notes. Right, but as the saying goes, they don't call it work because it's fun. But I argue this is a fun job. Oh, it's the most fun job in the world. Right. It, it is the most I mean, fun it's, job in the world. It's, it's, I mean, you go home with a migraine every day, but. <laughs> I don't. You know? I don't. I mean, I think that it's really important. I think one of the things that is very helpful to us is that we pitch the entire season to the studio and the network um, before we start um, in quite a lot of detail. And that is just also kind of how I work like I really kind of need to know what the hell we're doing in order to start doing it and what are we saying and especially on Unreal where we have 
it's a it's like a it's like a pilot every year. You know, it's new characters, it's new theme, it's it's a new story. Um, and so, what is it about, and what the hell are we saying? We have to know that before we even start. So we have that roadmap, and that does make it an easier process as we go along. But what it also helps with, and this is one thing I learned you know, from writers and showrunners who came before me is that you have to know what is the kernel that is the most important thing to you. Like, what is it that you are trying to say either with this season or with this episode um, that you that you need to build the whole thing around and that you will cling on to? Do you grab that? Do you grab that thing from day one? Or is it something that comes like I've noticed in my own writing? uh I have the concept and I'm writing the concept mm-hmm. and it's not until the next draft where I realize, oh, this is what, like I, I write the concept thinking I know what I want to say and then that changes, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, and I realize, oh, I'm writing about this. So now I'm going to gear the draft more towards that because I know that's where I want to go. I mean, I think that's cool. And I think that is the discovery process. But sometimes you have more ability to discover things when you're not on a show that's already been sold and bought by a network and they're expecting something out of the whole season. I mean, you know, I had a showrunner once who said to me, there's a lot of, you know, different ways people do it. Some showrunners, when you go from outline to script, they really want to see the outline in the script. Like, you know, if it's not working, either come to me in the office before you just turn it in and say, look, this is really not working. I want to try changing this. And then we see if we can work it out or try to do it on the page and show me on the page that it's not working. On the other hand, there, and there are other people who are saying, sure, change it. But even the ones who want it to be like the outline say, I want it to be like the outline, but not just the outline. I want you to discover something else in the process of writing the script, some magic, some great thing. And I always felt like that was such pressure because that's not something you can plan. But I also found that you always do discover something in the writing of it. And so as a season goes on, the things you might be discovering are, oh, this character is really more like this, or this is the way to write this guy so that he seems more like this. Um, and then certainly there are changes where like, you get to episode six and um, or seven, even I can think of in the fourth season, and this backstory that we had for this guy is not exactly the backstory we wanna have. So now let's come back to episode one that we're already editing and see, can we change it through? But you know, look, getting to make stuff is so fun. I mean, it's great being a writer no matter what, but actually getting to make stuff is so fun. So how, how much of the heavy lifting is done in that outline stage? A lot. Right? Because I, yeah. this came up a lot. I, I, my, my entire understanding of rewriting got changed through the doing the first season of the show to understand that in the outline stage, so much heavy lifting is done to the point where I then took all of the lessons I learned, implemented into my own writing in the back half of last year, mm-hmm. and wrote so much faster, so much more efficiently, because I was like, oh, all of that heavy brain power that you devote to figuring out the structure of the story has been done. Totally. Right? So 
you know, when you're how many how many rewrites does the outline go through? Yeah, it's the same process. So the outline, there's a writer's draft. Again, we bring it into the room. We do notes. Sometimes a second round of notes, and then a polish that I will do um, on the outline as well. And so it's interesting, like when you look at schedules, because oftentimes and it's even more so in features, they'll give a shorter amount of time for the outline and a longer amount of time for the script. And I always say reverse it because the, as you say, the heavy lifting is all done at the outline stage. And it, it, this is just how how I work, you know, is that so much is worked out, not just what the story is, but how you're getting from one scene to the next, what the sort of, you know, even a nugget of dialogue that the scene is about might already be in there. Um, so going from a fully worked out outline to a script is so much easier. Let me ask you a question. When you have the outline and you know it's like a the outline solid, yeah. do you find yourself allowing yourself to do things like writing maybe non-linearly? So you can write like, I'm going to go write this act four scene first. Because I know where everyone is. I never do that. You've never done that. I, I never started do that. doing that. And I love it. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, again, it's like everybody's process is different and whatever works for you. But for me, when I start writing for the day, I always go back to page one and I read through again. Yep, I know a lot of people that do this. And I, and, and I, so, so your first acts and second acts and everything have been gone over so many, many, so many more times. But for me, it also just helps me sink into this alternate world, which is there on real, you know, that is this place. And then I'm there and I can, a place where they're shooting a reality television show in real time, which is insane. Right. With very complicated (laughs) um, characters. And, you know, look, it does sound very woo woo, but I, you know, I do believe that we are vessels to a certain degree. If you get, if you have created this world and these characters and you listen, you will hear them and then they will, you know, help and, and help you know what they should be doing and right, saying. Right. So then when you're going, so when you're in the outline and you're doing all the heavy lifting in there, mm-hmm. have you found, noticed that you and the writers in your room, are they less precious about the outline than they are of the script? Because I've noticed that like if in the outline, you're happy to chuck babies. It's just like, you go, bye, You're, you don't work, you don't work, you work, I'm gonna make more of you, I'm gonna move you down here. It seems like there's just, because it, it, the pressure's off on the mm-hmm. outline. It's just literally, a, it's, a, it's a dumping ground for ideas. Yeah, but you also know like this is what's going to be the blueprint for the script. So if there's something that a writer loves in an outline, whether it's a moment or even if it is a snippet of dialogue, you know, I've created a space where they absolutely speak up and say, I love this because X, Y, or Z. Now, they don't always win that argument, but they have a chance to certainly say, you know, I really want this. But it even goes back to breaking it in the room, you know, because um, if for my mind, if we're doing our jobs right, what you have on the cards on the board should work and therefore then should reflect into the outline. And of course, at every step along the way, you see, oh, well, this doesn't work. We need to maybe go back to the board, you know, and then come back to the outline and then same for the script. But it's like, it's never, nothing is half-assed. It's never like, yeah, I think we got an episode up there on the board. Yeah, go to outline and see. It's like, no, this is as good as the stage we think it can be. Now at the outline, we see where the holes or the flaws are. We go back, you know, and work it out. And then to the um, script. But each one builds upon the next. So you're never sort of like at script stage, at, stri- at script stage sort of just freewheeling it. It's never, never like that. Right. So then once you, 
once you get past the outline, you're in the script. How much of that same heavy lifting do you like to try and like? Does it, do you like to try and get that heavy lifting done? Of basically, do you want to have as little rewriting as po- as needed going past the writer draft? Like, if I have to rewrite this as little as possible, that's the goal. Well, sure, that's great, you know. But so much. But is of it, it realistic? Well, it depends on who the writer is, you know. Like we have a couple of writers who are new this season who they just don't know the show as well. So, you know, as structurally great as the episode might be, and even tonally as as great as some might be, there's still going to be rewriting in terms of, oh, this is how Quinn sounds or, you know, things like that. And and for us, too, some of it is, well, you can't, because we have a big, big set on a huge stage and a lot of walk and talks and going from one place to the next. And it's like, well, let's connect this. Let's make it a swirl. And, well, the control room doesn't connect to the courtyard right there or it doesn't connect to the great room. So here, But here's how to do it to make it like that. So, so there, there are there's a lot of technicality like involved. Yeah, but if you deliver me... A you know a, a solid script where the story makes sense and the structure is there and there are some Easter eggs of great funny moments or incredibly poignant touching emotional moments, you know I will polish until the cows come home happily. You know I mean I do all of it happily. I, I don't really go home with migraines. So uh, <laughs> I mean I'm really excited to get to do this. So that's what's what for, fun. what is it like for you to uh, to um to polish up and rewrite other writers scripts because this is your first showrunner gig yeah yeah but i assume you've re- you've re- you've been rewriting because you were number two what last yeah season? i was you were number two last season right well yeah the way that i started on unreal was that marty hired me to run the show when she was not going to be here because she also had um girlfriend's guide to divorce okay um so i've been rewriting the writers on the show from the beginning okay um was but, that your first job first chance to do that um well i had been in number two for other people for six years there you go that. okay so a long okay. time we're actually no let me think yeah yeah six the years. co-ep credit is so elusive because it's like sure some 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 of them are number two and some of them don't mean number two so sure. it's really hard to know who was working well and even two. what does number two mean it means different things to different people and yeah. people use their um their number twos, quote unquote, differently, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but um, one thing that Glenn Mazzara taught me um, when I worked with him was when you get a script or an outline in, your first impulse is going to be, oh God, let me just do it myself. This isn't right, let me just fix it myself. And if you do that constantly, you are going to get so far behind. And so you have to really resist that impulse and give the writer notes and give them a chance to rewrite it and get the ball down the field, further down the yes, field at least. Yes, I love that term. <laughs> yeah. That is one of my favorite terms. It's probably like one of the few sports analogies I'm actually going to be able to make. No, but same, I same. I don't, watch, I don't watch sports ball. Like what's so, happening this yeah, Sunday, exactly. the, the NHL playoffs? So, um, so, that's, so that's part of it. Um, but also, and certainly now, like by the time we're in the fourth season of this show like that I have been making, we've been making for, for four years. But like I said, I've been writing these scripts for four years. So I really know how it should sound and what it should feel like. And so I just want to make sure it feels and sounds like that before we send it to the studio. Can we jump back to getting down, the ball down the field for a second? Yes. Because I, yes. I want to I spend some time there. Yes. Um, Getting the ball down the field. One, have you ever had to like actually stand up and say that to the writers of like, guys, we got to get the ball down the field. We got to move this forward. We can't keep lingering on whatever argument we're having right now. Well, that's sort of a different thing. That's more like um, if there's an argument happening, uh, 
I will say oftentimes, well, let's see how it could be. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we talk about whether it should or should not be, let's talk about how it could be. And then we will go fully down a road um, of what it would look like if we were doing that. And then it is up to me as the showrunner to say whether we are or are not doing that. And oftentimes I'll say, okay, that's that road. Now, if we were going down this road, let's work that out fully. Okay, this is what that would be. And again, then I have to make the adjudication, like which way are we going? To hear the rest of this episode, head on over to patreon.com slash word Tetris.